going on bobby hey man happy to be here yeah you happy to happy to be on this uh this makeshift uh talk show i fucking made with my like like my laptop and microphone <laughs> happy to- i am i am man this is an adventure this is uh this is a, a start to something uh big so something something that could potentially be entertaining to human beings in the world yes yeah i, I hope so i know you've been uh I know you've you've been talking about this for for a while. I know you've mentioned it to me a couple of times, and uh, just gotta say I'm I'm happy and honored to be here. I'm happy to be a guest, one of your uh, early, if not first. Oh, definitely the first. It's only one All podcast. Right. It's only one podcast, Bobby. And, and I listened to it. I listened to it. Is it is it at least as like entertaining as I intended for it to be, or is it kind of like just a man rambling during COVID, like we all kind of do to ourselves? In our own time. It's, uh, it was it was very authentic. Um, it was it was very you. So people that listen to it that know you will be like, this is this is very Lavar. Mm-hmm. I think people that listen to it that don't know you, I think it was very genuine. It was very authentic. It didn't seem like you were trying. Like I, you know, this is I don't know. This is like a backhanded compliment, but it, it didn't seem like overly. Like you were trying to be like too professional oh, or yeah. like too, I don't know. Like you were trying too hard. It was just very yourself. Mm-hmm. That was, that's been the point. Honestly, like all the hard work goes in behind the scenes. I don't do this to like be professional. I do that shit during the day. Right. I, I, I specifically set this thing up so like I could have fun on my exactly. own time and not it's what, think it, it's about what shit. it should be. It's what it should be. Exactly. Like why, why am I going to work? to like stay being stuffy like I do during the day just to do it in my own place. Like, no, like, right. There's no problem. Right. So yeah, man, I want to give a little background. So like, I want to let people know like how I met you and like how our friendship kind of popped off and like why we're even doing this right now. Like why you were the first guy that I hit up be like, yo, Bobby, be on my show, <laughs> get on my show, bro. I need to be here. Um, so, so way back, I want to say it's what, like three years ago that we met um, something like that yeah man and then like it wasn't like a formal introduction I think we were just at a house party somewhere yeah probably at Garage Street and like it was probably Brooke was there Justin was probably yep. there um, Plog was probably there and we were just like you know what we're just gonna hang out and like talk to each other and, like at some point we just like hit it off and then from there like I don't even know what happened we just like naturally started hanging out right that was kind of the yeah yeah, that's like essentially. What? Essentially, that's that's how it happened. I mean, I I honestly can't even pinpoint like it. Yeah, like you said, it was at a house party. I I honestly like just I thought you were like a like close friend of Brooks or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but we we ended up in the same circle somehow through friends of friends and ended up at a house party and drinking as we tend to do. As we tend to do, and. Our drunk selves obviously <laughs> then started chatting and realized, you know, 
it, we at least if we didn't have anything else in common, at least we liked getting drunk at house parties. Exactly. And you know, that sounds like a healthy foundation if you ask me, because it's, it's lasted until now as far as, you know. And I don't, I don't know what else, what other would bond you need, but I mean, it kind of went from there. Dude, I feel like that's the beginning of every good friendship. You, right. you get to the point where you're like, okay, can we drink together? Yeah. Okay. Then that means that, like <laughs> we can pretty much do anything together. We can pretty much yeah. like, like make anything fun happen from the, from the vibe. So it's just been that man, like from, from that moment until what now we went, uh, you took me to the Indy 500 with Plaw. We went up there yep, and yep. like that, dude. Before I, I, that was, uh, was your birthday party. Oh, at, crap. Uh, oh my God. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. So should we yeah. talk about that a little bit? Should we like go into a little <laughs> bit of detail? Like, I, I think so. I think a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Either people know, either people know Laboom and know what we're talking about or they don't and probably need some context. We, we, I, so here's the beauty of the show. No one listens to it. So we can probably blow the spot up and no one's going to hear it. So like we have nothing to worry about. So like, so Laboom is this place in DC where you basically have to book your seats along with your friend's seats at like tables or at the bar, or whatever. And it's a brunch where I think they describe it as it's this, um, house party, French style house party brunch where you go in and anything goes, you can do whatever you want, quote unquote. And like, I'm like, Oh, that sounds like fun. And like, I, I got this from a girl like way back. She's like, you should go, you should like check it out. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Three years after that, or like two years after that, I actually planned my, my, my 30th birthday, my dirty 30 for it. And like, such made, a great idea. Oh, dude, it it was one of those necessary things where like I needed to do something fun. I'm like, look, like I'm actually getting old as fuck, so I have to like actually make the most of my last day <laughs> as a 29 year old. So like, so I plan this thing out, and like the whole like organ like organizing it, getting everyone like like buy in. It was like 15 of us that went. Like we all like showed up, and. The thing that set the tone for that place that let me know what the fuck we were gonna be, what it was gonna be like for the next four four and a half hours, four and a <laughs> half hours of this, right? We walk in, there are no windows, and immediately upon walking in, the like the hostesses take your phone. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like yep. give us your phone. They put it in one of those. Um, they lock it in like a sleeve. Yeah, you can't unlock your phone. Your your phone is locked. They have the key, and it's just in a bag, and you. Can't. The only way to access this is it to, to leave the premises. Yes, you have to walk out of the building, and then they will let you take your phone out. And yep. so, you know, that set the tone to be like, okay, so we're gonna see what the fuck we're gonna get into today. So mm-hmm. like, we like it starts out very pedestrian. We're all like eating. It's like brunch, drinks being passed around, like very basic, like simple stuff. Right. Food was like okay. Start out with a little bottle of champagne to the table. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're here to party, but it's pedestrian. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a typical Saturday in D.C. brunch. Everyone's doing mimosas. It was very, very tame and calm. And then at some point, the girl comes on the PA and she's like, all right, bitches. <laughs> like this is, this is Laboom. I don't know what y'all thought you were going to get into. And the lights turn off, the DJ cranks the music up, and I don't know if we start dancing first or if our shirts came off first, but (laughs) one of those two things happened first, and they never went back. Right. And never resumed what what was going before that moment. And so, I don't remember a lot of what happened, Bobby. I just remember I made out with a girl on stage. There you Uh, go. I put like a, a, a one in the hostess's like thong with my teeth. You and did go up there at one point because it was your birthday, yeah. I did do that. I think I did that. A I, it times. was it was all very blurry for me too, but I I do remember you going up because it was your birthday, 
So you had to go do some kind of whatever. You had to like go up and I don't know what happened, yeah, but you I were know. you were involved in some way or another. I was shirtless in front of everybody doing things with some girl or another, and uh, that was that was how we spent the day. And after that happened, like Laboom is its own. We can't even talk. Like you just gotta go. Like if you're, I mean, in, you have you, you have, yeah, to, you have go. to go experience it. Yeah. Um, and that's actually so. I've been to Laboom one other time. Oh no, before shit. that, no yeah, way. So was I it went, the old one or the new one? That you so went so it was the old one. Mm. It was over on uh, 18th and Florida in um, Adams Morgan. Yep. And like the old spot. So mm-hmm. the new spot is like you go into the building. And there are no windows. Mm-hmm. Like it's back, like set. Like the new, the new spot is like built for it specifically. Right, right. The, the old spot was like an old French cafe right on the corner of a busy intersection in DC, and they had to like, um, like lock the doors and shut the curtains. Oh, and at that man. point, they weren't they weren't taking your phones. Oh, okay. They were just like, hey, like don't take pictures, mm-hmm. but just trusting people to not do that yeah yeah um but i mean the whole premise was similar the same know, they idea. had the dj they had the mc they told people to take their shirts off mm. people were up on the tables dancing yep. it got sloppy yeah. it got real interesting um <laughs> i mean it's like it's something you have to experience and honestly oh, i mean man. who knows if they're doing that in other cities i would be hard pressed to think that dc is the only spot that has something like right. that but, there has to be some kind of thing like but, that everywhere. but it is it is an absolute blast yeah and everyone's got to experience something like it because it's it's wild. It's wild. If you need to, like, it's one of those things where if you need, if you know you need to get out of like your routine or you need to step away from life, get a couple friends, go to Laboom. You know, obviously when things. And are the, and the best part about it is that everyone is there in the same mindset, like looking yeah. to just like let loose and have a good time. Everybody. Like no expectations. No, like no one's there. Like. Uh, the people at the next uh-huh. table are getting loud yeah, and yeah, drunk. Yeah. It's like everyone's there to get fucked up get and like have a good, up, time have a good time and like yeah. just get weird, you know? It's like, yeah, exactly. And like have like, you don't want to like, it's one of those places where you don't want to think about what you're doing. It's like one of those few places you can just let loose and just enjoy the moment no matter what you're like, where exactly. you came from. They were like parents at the table next to us. We're like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and they were partying like some of the hardest to do anyone there. They were going the, hard the as dude, shit. The one dude carried... At one point, I was in the restroom, uh-huh. in the guy's restroom. Yeah. And the 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 older gentleman, I don't know, he was probably like, I mean, I say 40s, older, but I'm like, 40s, whatever. yeah, 40s or 50s, like, kind of a large couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was carrying his wife, I assume, into the men's restroom because <laughs> she was so wasted oh. into the stall and she was <laughs> proceeded to puke her brain oh, down. Oh, goodness like, gracious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh my god! I did not like the bathroom. Is I mean, pro- props like, to them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I respect like, it. I respect it, man. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can't even go into details. I gotta just stop there. Yeah, the shit but, happens uh, at Laboom. You should go to Laboom. Right. <laughs> just, just but, go. Yeah, yeah, go to Laboom. But that, yeah, that was that was one of the. I mean, we had we had started hanging out a bit before that, but then that was a big event, and then and then like you said, we did the Indy Five Hundred yeah. a couple years ago. Which was an absolute blast. Dude, that that for me was like a life, like that was like a bookmark moment for my life, dude. That that was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life, dude. 
Like, I don't I'm, think I'm, I'm glad you went, man, bro. I don't know if I'm thanking you like for that, but honestly, man, like I think about that a lot because it was something about the energy the three of us had aside from yeah. like, us trying to like leave the fucking place and go to fucking, <laughs> yeah. to go to I mean, that's yeah. By the way, you're, uh, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah. I turned it down but, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Let me turn it back gotcha. up. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a conversation I have a lot with a lot of people. Either, either you are kind of familiar with those kinds of events or it's just like not even on your ra- radar mm-hmm. to, to even think about going. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, I mean, I've, I've invited over the years, a couple other people that like it wasn't even on their radar to even think about going to a race. And they're like, why would I even do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not a race fan. Like it sounds just like a, a redneck Mecca yeah. and it sounds, and it's just like, yeah. honestly, I'm not a race fan either. Really? Like I don't, I don't follow. Well, I've yeah. started to get a little bit more into it, but like you go for the sheer experience of it and mm-hmm. you don't, and it's like, okay, like I've been to other sporting events. Yeah. There's a lot of people. It's a, you know, crazy thing. It's like, you don't really understand the, the, how massive a place it is and the crowds oh, it's unbelievable. and the, and the sound of the cars going by and, and, and everything that's going are. on. And, and yeah. it's, it's just, it's nuts. And you just kind of have to see it to, to believe it mm-hmm. really until you see it. Cause everything, the thing is like TV has a way of portraying things in a way that's like digestible. Like they right. edit things, they cut it down. They like make it like easy to, to like observe but until you're there where you can literally feel how intense an experience is and like uncon- not con- not uncontrolled but like no one person is able to say like well I don't want to show that shot I'm going to cut that shot out like mm-hmm. the entire experience is just in your face and until you're like in the moment and you're like observing I don't know a hundred thousand people in, in like a in like a, a small city in Indianapolis like that with cars mm-hmm. that are like rocket ships driving around this like what two and a half mile track or whatever yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and until you get to see and then like like you don't understand how much like human innovation has been able to create things that are beyond your comprehension until you see it and you're like oh wait someone actually made this that's what it's like yeah like it's an unfathomable thing like you would never like from today go you know what i want to make this event once a year where you know we put a hundred thousand uh, people in one place put these cars that are literally like rocket ships driving around a circle and just let everyone go wild and have school explain a party in the middle of it like right you can't you wouldn't think to do it but it happens it happens every year right right i mean that's that's the thing it's it's, it's uh i mean they've had what now over a hundred runnings i mean this is yeah, basically since crazy. since they started making cars they've been racing them around this track and it's now evolved into this this crazy event so just like and it's kind of cool like i don't know much of like the history of the indy 500 or you know of the development of automobiles but mm-hmm. for them to like go from you know, the earliest like models of cars to now, like where the technology and the engineering has evolved to the point so where like, far. yeah, you guys are now going 230 miles an hour around this track. And, and like, I mean, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you watch cars going around in circles and, you know, like you said, on TV, it's one thing, mm-hmm. but you see it in person and it's this whole other it's experience. Unbelievable. And it's the combination of just like the cars and the, crowd and the 
people and the the festivities going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when we when we walked into the track and they were doing like the flyover Dude, that was, before her, and like oh, I saw you guys just like holy shit, yeah, this is this is kind of this is kind of so nuts. Awesome, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that for so me that was. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got to got to experience that because yeah, at one point at one point we thought it was gonna get rained out. Yeah, we were we were thinking about bailing. <laughs> we <were gonna> bail. <laughs> Somebody threw out the idea, and I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds like a good idea." And then we were like, "Bob's like, if you leave, I swear to God." <laughs> Bob was like, I, "I'm done with both of you." I, I would have been upset if we'd woken up on Sunday and it was pouring rain and nothing happened, and that we had to drive home that in shame. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, "We drove all the way out here. Mm-hmm. We're already here. Like, we just gotta." We got to fucking do it. Grin and bear it. And if it, if it, it happens, happened it and it ended up being beautiful all day. Yep. It was a great day. It was perfect. That was, was the whole, day. yeah, the whole weekend was awesome. It was great, man. It was great. So like, yeah, man, like that whole trip and all the random, just like nights of playing uh, Madden, um, mm, playing Madden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I beat I beat you a handful of times. A couple times. A couple times. You and Andrew were like the like you're like, oh the party you play Madden. Like, yeah. And then you guys spanked me the first couple of times, like, alright, this is fucked up. So I went home, looked up some videos, like, alright, I got these guys, and I came back and I don't think you guys have beat me since. Like it's been kind of fucked up. It's been kind of fucked up. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, but you but that's the thing. You you got your ass beat at first, oh, but yeah. then you went and did you went and did the research and like I mean, who knows how many hours of YouTube videos you watched to only co- just, like five. Just, to, just to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> like figuring uh, out the defensive schemes to like, you know, yeah. figure out our, our like over the middle, like tight end plays and shit. But. I, I just wait for, yeah, I just wait for you guys to throw out those like dumb balls, wait for my computer to pick it off and run pick sixes back. It's no big deal. You know, just figured that Dude, out. That, no that seems like. Not yeah, just like yesterday we were like getting drunk at Gerard Street and Dude, playing the, Madden. That was how many months ago? Let's count it. That was what you moved out in August. You said it was August. Yeah, or less, than, less than two months ago. Dude, in like the last the last weekend, right? The last weekend before you moved out. That's what we were doing. Right. And like that was September, early September. Is yeah. When I moved. Dude, it's it's crazy, man. Like time has flown by this year. Like I, I swear. Like it was right before COVID. Like all the way up until COVID happened. I was at your spot every weekend. Like I was there every weekend. Oh yeah. And like Andrew have, would be back, you know. Right, right. I mean, there was nothing else to do. It was like, I mean, Andrew moved back, um, but there was there was really nowhere to go for for a while. For a while, yeah. And I so it was, it yeah. was you guys coming over and us drinking and playing Madden or doing whatever. I don't know, like you know, watching playing some video playing pong or. Yeah. You know, getting high and watching stand-up comedy or whatever. Whatever, like. yeah. <laughs> and like, and like the the other shit is like when I remember because I also started COVID in a relationship. I haven't talked about that. That's like, right. That's that, right. That was a thing. My ex was like, you know, I broke that shit off. <laughs> I broke that shit off with the quickness. But like, I started that, and I remember the first time I hung out with you guys was that UFC. It was an Adesanya fight, wasn't it? Like back at Pog's place. Yeah. Yeah, and like that was. That was the first time I'd gone out since COVID started. It was like from March until May, I think it was. That was the first time I had gone out. And like from there. That's right. Yeah, dude. It was a while ago, man. This was like this was a while ago, bro. Like Dude, when was it when was it that we we uh 
was your birthday dinner right after you had gotten out of the hospital. Oh shit. This was, uh, this was March, like the weekend of that. So my birthday was on a Thursday or Friday, one of those two. And then we went to dinner, I think that next night. So that was March 5th, like early March. So, so that was right before shit went down then. Yeah. It was the week before it, literally the week yeah. before that. And the week at like right. St. Patrick's Day weekend, everything shut down, shut yeah. down. And man, like, I, I don't know how the hell we're like holding on right now because it's like, it's just like, we're it's like, been, it's been a roller coaster, man. It's been a lot, dude. Like, I, I swear, like, after, like, you knowing that you were going to move out, like, I know that, like, we were going to supposed to move in. Like, I still think back, like, should I move in with you guys or not? Like, I still think about that shit. Um, yeah. But, like, since you, like, since you moved out, like, not having the core group around has been, like, kind of weird because I like, had to, like, make new friends, like, reconnect with old friends and stuff. But right. not having you guys around has been like, it's weird because the energy, like you guys were always like, always like down to do whatever. Like it was always fun. Mm -hmm. And I think like part of the reason I, I want to bring you on like, uh, you know, more or whatever, like you're the first guest, like you can come on whenever you want to do. Like it's open. open I appreciate that. Honestly, man. Like having you in like the mix for me, like always kind of bounces shit out. Cause we can talk about real shit. I think the first time we met, we talked about like real shit. Like the first or second time we were like talking about like school and like getting over student debt, like all real shit. And we yeah. connected on it. And like that for me, like I think is what made, made me feel like our, our friendship had like a strong foundation. Cause like, that was right. that's stuff that everyone like doesn't really talk about. Like you don't really bring that shit right. up. But like if you like No, we, we definitely connected on on like a deeper level and what like I mean we've always we've always hung out and had fun, but we've always understood that there's a there's another level to life beyond just the, the hanging out, getting drunk. And I think we just connected mm -hmm. on that like we're, we're in this shit and it's real and we're trying to navigate our mm -hmm. lives at this point and, um, you know, getting into your thirties and oh, it's like, you're starting to yeah. tr transition from like the, I'm no longer in my twenties and just like, you know, obviously, at least, you know, we still want to hang on to the good times of our twenties when mm -hmm. we're transitioning into our thirties and like the real life shit then really starts to hit the fan and I think we connected on one of those levels. Um, you know, yeah. but obviously like wanted to keep the party going. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what we're doing. I think all of our friends exactly. in the crew, like all the friends that we all hang out with, like we all have that same energy of like, look, like we could stop the train, but we're not trying to stop this bitch. So let's just keep it going. Right. <laughs> let's keep it going. Exactly. And we also like, I think it's also unique in our group too is, is that like we all have those kind of careers where the work we've put in is starting to pay off like now and because of that like that time that time lag behind you know us getting to this point it's been a thing where we're like look I didn't get to this point to like not enjoy my life like I'm not trying to just mm -hmm. stop like having fun um but yeah dude like I look I don't I don't want to like make you talk about shit you don't want to talk about like let me know oh dude I'm 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 an open book I'm an open book it's all good Dude, like, do you want to go in at all about like what's going on with you? Like, do you kind of want to? Sure. It's like it's it's your call, man. No, I'm I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share. Yeah, vent a little um, bit for me, Bobby, because I know you need to, buddy. I know yeah, you need to. No, I I know I know one of the original goals of your podcast was to kind of focus on personal growth and and you know overcoming adult challenges and navigating 
adult life and, and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and there's no, I mean, honestly, no one, no one saw what's happened this year coming at all, but, but, but honestly, um, I know you've kind of shifted a little bit the focus of, of this to now kind of discuss what's going on in these crazy times. Mm-hmm. But honestly, yeah. like when it comes down to it, like there's no better time to talk about personal growth than like when you're facing adversity, mm-hmm. which is what we're all facing right now. Um, so no, I mean, I think this is, this is very uh, pertinent um, not only to kind of what your your goal is on this podcast, but just kind of what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm absolutely happy to share uh, my story. So, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a wild, wild, wild year. And I'll try to, you know, I, I won't try to ramble for too long, but just to to give a sense of what's going on. So, yeah. essentially, you know. I, I started a job, a new job last September, last September people, right? Last yeah. September. So I was in before that. So I moved out to DC in 2012, mm-hmm. went to um, business school full time at Georgetown. Um, so graduated in 2014. After that, I, um, kind of fucked around for a little bit, but eventually ended up, um, at PwC doing federal consulting. So, you know, very business school, post-business school type job, but like, you know, federal consulting, not, not the most exciting thing in the world. Not at Did all. Did that for four, four years, you know, great experience. I worked with some great people, learned a lot. Um, but I mean, it was, I was ready to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably spent too much time there. Um, it's relative, but man. finally, you know, September, 2019, finally, finally move on to something else um from this great job at a company called cvent they Mm -hmm. do like event and hospitality management software marketing um a lot of what they what i was working on the hospitality side of things where they're connecting um event planners with um hotels that are sourcing group business i had a great team of data analysts that were doing all of the um, awesome analytics and modeling and number crunching for our sales team. Um, so I started this new gig at Cvent, like leadership role. Everything was a step in the right direction. Um, go through this like awesome training. The culture at Cvent was is awesome. The mm-hmm. people there are great. Um, and then, um, kind of like so, <laughs> just a random random sidetrack. Mm-hmm. This December of the of that year of last year, all of a sudden, um, so Plog, so our buddy Chris Plog had moved into our house, and then um, all of a sudden we found out we had like this huge mold issue in our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had just started this new job. I'm like two months in, like high pressure, trying to like get up to speed, like really bust my ass, and all of a sudden I'm forced out of my house because they have to like remediate this whole mold issue in my house. So I spent the entire, right. Right. So I spent almost the entire month of December living out of a hotel in DC. Like while I'm trying to like figure out my new job, um, living out of a hotel, dealing with this mold issue, like just absolutely bananas. And then, you know, make it into the new year. And all right, so we finally make it back into the house, and 
I like in in January, I like went to Vegas with a bunch of my buddies and mm-hmm. had a blast. I remember and all this, man. I a lot of my a lot of my shit. buddies, you know, are just like yeah. a lot of my buddies from back home are like getting married and starting to have kids, and it's kind of a big, not necessarily a last hurrah, but mm-hmm. things are starting to settle down on the on the home front. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I come back from Vegas, like raring to go. I'm back in the house. I'm like, you know, really starting to ramp up and. Um, you know, getting stride in my job. And then all of a sudden, you know, two short months later, March hits and we hear about this virus thing coming around. And then all of a sudden, March 15th, everything's going remote. Everything is gone. Everything's going remote. So, I mean, everyone's kind of in shock at this point. Like all the sports leagues are shutting down. The NBA shuts down. The NHL shuts down. I'm not going to the office anymore. Granted, like, okay, so we got Zoom. All right, that's fine. Everyone's like, all right, we're working from home. This is chill. But like, mind you, I just started this job a couple months earlier. I have a team of 15 like data analysts that I'm trying to manage. And I'm still like, you know, getting my feet under me. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, You know, this is crazy. But I was like, all right, we'll manage. At that point, obviously, everyone was like, oh, you know, we'll only be remote for a couple months. We'll get the virus under control. And things will, you know, and it's like every month after that, everyone knows the story at this point. Yeah, Obviously, we're, we are where we are. Down, down, and, down. you know, a month goes by, two months goes by, shit's not getting better, shit's getting worse. And then May 23rd, we get the, like, all hands meeting notification on our calendar for, like, a Thursday morning at like 8 a.m. with the CEO like speaking and everyone's like, oh no. Oh, and mind you, and mind you, I'm, I'm, my company is, you know, it's in the hospitality and events industry. And when everything shut down, like hotels shut down, group events were no longer happening. Mm-hmm. Everything that we did was just gone. gone. The entire industry is gone. Gone. So, I'd spent a solid, like, the last month I was working, instead of, like, doing my normal job, like, we were scrambling, like, working with our hotel, like, clients and customers, like, they're like, hey, so, you know, we love Cvent and everything you guys have to offer, but we have emptied our hotel, we laid off all of our staff, and we are not bringing in any revenue, so everything that we're doing with you like we can't do for the next year. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Oh shit. How are we going to like deal with for this? The like next year for the next oh, year. Oh crap, dude. Are you so serious, it was man? just, dude, it, it was bad. It was mm. bad. Like we were, we were putting together all these, like, I was mm. like, I was like front, like it sucks. It sucks so bad because I was working mm. my ass off, like putting together these new processes. And I was like, training like my team and like these team of like sales development representatives on our team to like work with all these sales managers to have all these like crazy calls with you these hotels that were calling in to say like hey we can't pay you guys your invoice for the next like whatever year because we're not bringing in any revenue yeah that, that makes sense like I, yeah, like all the hospitality, like any hotel, like they literally have no revenue or like very, yeah. like a, yeah. a very like small we've fraction. canceled, we've canceled all of our group events, um, you know, up until like mm. 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, there's, there's nothing we can do. So we're like, what, how do we, how do we go about 
you know, navigating this like crazy situation where everything's up in the air. And, you know, we, we did everything we could potentially do. Um, and unfortunately, like end of May, um, I mean, prior to that, they like started cutting like, um, like senior management was like taking pay cuts and they weren't going to get their bonuses for the year. And they started like saying like, you know, they're doing all that. Like they're doing everything Everything. in their power to like try to keep everything afloat. And Mm -hmm. eventually they're just like, you know what our, like our entire company is based in hospitality and events and that's crumbling. Like we're not bringing in money. We can't support our staff. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately they, they ended up laying off a bunch of people I got furloughed, mm-hmm. um, which is good, right? Yeah. So, so, so I was like, okay, I just started, you know, like this, I was in a brand new position, you know, they were like, this is like, we want to keep you on board, but like, it's not, I wasn't one of like the, you know, like super essential, I guess, you know? So like, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, we're struggling, got to, um, you know, save some money later, or mm-hmm. furlough some people over the course of the summer till things kind of course correct. And right. it's like, all right. So, and, and, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely at the time a bit of a shock and like it sucked, but at the same time it was like, okay, yeah, all right. Just like, hold out, wait. Like, you know, I was like, down. now I have like, I'm, you know, I kind of have like an adult summer where I like have some like free time to, you know, do some things I wouldn't normally be able to do. Mm-hmm. So, it really wasn't all that bad. Like I had a, I had a good summer, you know, I was able to just like do some other things. You, travel, you traveled a little bit too. Like you, I traveled a yeah. little bit. I mean, granted there was nothing really going on during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I was able to like go back home, visit family, visit some friends in the Midwest, play some golf. Um, so I did, did <laughs> you played a little bit of golf, just a little, <laughs> played a little bit of golf, just you know, I, I really like can't complain <laughs> at all. Um, but they told me that like, Hey, we're going to uh, bring you back, um, September 8th. So, you know, had I been laid off, I would have been looking for jobs right away. I thought about looking for new jobs, but I was like, no one's hiring right now. Like pe- places are laying people off. Um, you know, I was supposed to go back September 8th. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have a return date. I'm going to chill, like do some other things, relax. Um, I was like, Oh, it's adult summer. It's great. Uh-huh. Um, Everyone had then the all of a sudden, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Then all of a sudden. So I've been living at this house in DC for years, like five years. years. I think I moved in like winter of 2015. <clears throat> um, so it was yeah, about five years and um, there are four of us living there all of a sudden. So we had the mold issue that I mentioned earlier, had a couple other like issues. All of a sudden the the owner was like, I got to sell this place. I can't afford it anymore. Mm -hmm. So we're like, Oh shit. Now the, now the house is on the market. We have no idea when this place is going to get sold. The real estate agent was like, we're going to try to sell it to um, another investor that wants tenants. You Mm -hmm. guys should be able to stay. So we're like, okay, that would be cool. But, of course, what ends up happening is they end up selling it to people that want to move in, mm-hmm. which means my ass is on the street. Everybody has to move the fuck out. Yeah. So so throw in the furlough, throw in 
the place I've been living in for five years All the same is now time. being, you know, swept out from under me. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, this oh my is, God. Dude, dude, this is around the same time where like I was getting kicked out of my place the same time, like the same way. That's right. Like, that's right. That's like where we were like planning to move together. And then like my ass like fucking backed out. Like I'll own that shit. Like I was like, oh, I'm moving with you guys. And I <laughs> fucking was like, nah. I'm going to be my own place, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'll own that Listen, shit. Listen, to be fair, to be fair, I will probably always give you shit for that. Um, <laughs> but, I deserve it. But you know what? Else. You know what? It's, uh, it, 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 it's in all reality, it's, it was a tough, it's just been a tough time for all of us. We're yeah, all trying man. to figure out trying to figure what the fuck out. to do. No decision. No decision at this time is easy, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, exactly. It was. I will give you shit, but I, in in all reality, I don't. I don't fault you. Like, no, it's like I think about that though, dude. Like, as much as I love my spot, like when you come and check my spot out, dude, you'll get what I mean. Like, why? Like, I wanted to do this shit. You'll get it immediately. But at the same time, like I look back and I'm like, oh shit, like. Bobby and Andrew fucking aren't here because like I backed out of of this situation like okay cool and I guess you like you could have like found it a third but like at the same time like time was of the essence I had to move the fuck out I found a spot you guys jumped on some shit you guys got fleeced by a fucking guy that took advantage of right. me too like the whole so I don't even yeah so I, fucked up man everything was I don't so even need up. to go into that but long story yeah. short on that is I was like okay I have to move out of my spot like of course then so Andrew. For those that are listening, our other buddy, a good friend of mine and, and classmate from Georgetown, he was in New York at the time. He got the hell out of Dodge when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. He's from Northern Virginia, so he went back to his parents. This is a, this is like the theme of, of 2020. Everyone's it's moving everybody home. Getting out. Getting Everyone's out like our... freaking out. Yeah. They're leaving the cities that they're in. Everyone's working remotely anyway, mm-hmm. so people are like, fuck it. I'm not like, I'm working remote. I can go anywhere. Anywhere. So people are going home, they're saving money, which is a smart financial thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who wants to be stuck in a tiny apartment in Hell's Kitchen when like literally, I mean, the whole point of being in New York is because there's shit to do there. Right. But That's during the, the Corona, there was nothing open. So like, what were you going to do? Like sit in your like tiny, like shoebox size apartment in New York and do nothing? That's what life is for, for like right months now. on end. Yeah. Bored as fuck. <laughs> Hitting people yeah. up like, what are we doing? Like, oh, like uh, we're going out. Like, yeah, are we? Like, we're gonna yeah. go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go, go, I, exactly. I mean, but like, no. I mean, once shit started to open back up, even in in a limited extent, it was like, yeah, we're we're going out, even if we have to be outside. But I mean, how many months did we go? It was like April, oh, dude, March, it was so long. March, April, May, uh, June before things started to open back up. Yeah, it took until like June. It took till like June. At least, yeah. And only like outdoor so, like, spaces were open, yeah. and it was limited capacity anyway. So like you had to like play. Like the right. way we've had to adjust to everything has been that you have to have a reservation or plans to do anything. And even now, like when you're out, you can't like you have to stay seated in like amongst a group. Right. You can't like. There were like strict anything. rules about what you could do. Limited capacity. I mean, granted, at least it was the summer, and like you could go outside, like. I'm terrified of the coming winter. Oh, I don't want to think about it. I'm trying to like push it off and like try to ignore it, bro. Yeah. It's going to be bad, man. 
But uh, dude, I mean, dude, side you should note, come to DC regardless during the winter, just to, like break the show. Honestly, bro, like I'll make sure. I, I really have, like, should. A, if you like need a crash, like I'll make sure I got a spot for you, bro. Like honestly, just come through. Like, oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. Come by, bro. I know. I know. I need to. I need to. I need to make a trip out there. Yeah. I miss it. I mean, dude, I was living there for like eight years, and I just like moved back to Indianapolis, like out of nowhere, very, very quickly, and it's just like oh, that kind of that kind of transition that just like. It wasn't a it wasn't a long premeditated like gradual transition. It was like Immediate. oh shit, shit went down. I'm out of my house. My job situation's up in the air. I don't know what to do. The place that I called home for the last eight years is now basically gone. Gone. And I'm moving back home and that's it. And I'm like, holy shit. This is this is like how do I even begin to comprehend or like figure out what's like process this. You got it. You got to hunker down, dude. I know. Like for me, again, little my my dark past a little bit. Like I know for me, it took me probably what three to four years to move out of my parents' spot. Like back in you know back in 2014, 15, and like the shit that I like had to deal with with my folks as an adult was fucking awful. Like I never want that on anybody. Yeah. But like, if you have to like do it, you just have to set goals for yourself and like look like. You can save whatever money you have coming in, save that right, shit. Right. And honestly, like you have the opportunity to like prepare for right. the next phase. Like there's going to be a phase. Like this shit's going to end at some point, and you're gonna have a next mm. phase. You're gonna have to be somewhere else, and you can just take notes of like what the fuck you're doing now. This is why I have the podcast, Bobby, to talk about this kind of shit. So like, <laughs> so like you like think about exactly. Like, I know. Like real shit. Like like you just think about like what the next phase of your life, what do you want it to look like? Whether right. you want to be in DC, you want to be in New York, you want to be in LA, you want to be in Chicago, where the fuck you want to be. You prepare for that next move and, and, and like paying attention because you're a smart dude, right? You can look at the world and say like the world's gonna be a little different. After all this shit's like like all said and done, you can say, Okay, once like fall 2021 or like spring 2022 comes around what kind of situation do i want to have set up for myself and like Mm -hmm. you can look for work you can get now you can work remote even if it's like fucking stupid work you can still work remotely save that shit and honestly like at the end of the day like like who cares what the fuck you do for work nowadays just as long as you have any kind of job it doesn't really matter what the fuck you do right. you just right. and because you're not paying rent like you have to pay like you know $1500 a month or $1000 a month whatever you pay I don't even know if you pay a garage like you can just like save whatever you would have paid and just like prepare for the next phase that's the mm-hmm. thing just prepare for that shit because it's going to come and you don't want it want it to come when you're still thinking about covid like oh covid's still going no no like you want to be ready for that shit when it comes and, right, you know, right. For and it sucks. Trust me, it sucks. I'm talking to you right now across the fucking planet because this shit sucks. Like I wasn't going to make this podcast unless I Dude. had to, bro. It sucks. <laughs> it's like I know, I know, but time, we're man. but we're 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 here in it and we're dealing with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't say it's been easy. It's it's yeah. been it's been a tough transition. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, like. You know, I was supposed to go back to work and then C-Van extended my furlough um, indefinitely. And so I'm essentially just like, now I'm like looking for new jobs and I don't know. But 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 to your point, like there's an opportunity here. You know, it's mm-hmm. like this sucks and I'm dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got to try to look at the bright side yeah, um, heck yeah, man. And you know, there's there's a bunch of different places I could go. I mean, not not to say that it's not still because tr- I I mean I wake up most mornings now honestly, 
and just just to be completely be real. honest and transparent be real is, shit. is is it, it, it's been hard man it's been hard because yeah like i'm kind of at that crossroads now in my life and in my career where i'm like i don't i'm like i don't know i don't know what, what i want to do now mm-hmm. like the the next step for me like c event was the next step for me i was you know i don't know that that was necessarily like the long-term like career like lifetime mm-hmm. place i was going to be mm-hmm. but it was at least like it was at least a couple years yeah it was at least like a next step like i'm you know advancing to the kind of next role with some more responsibility and some more leadership opportunities mm-hmm. and you know a different industry and i was learning things and working with different people and all of a sudden that just disappeared mm-hmm. now i'm like now I'm, now I'm in one of those like mental states where I'm like, I have no idea what the next step is. And while, while like that could be such a huge opportunity, because mm-hmm. like, A, like I'm not married. I don't have kids. Yep. I have flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like, like, thankfully, I have like a family support to like, I can come home and save, like live at home, save some money and not pay bad. rent. But like the 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 weight of like, like at this point in my life, I should like have things figured out and like have a career path and like know what I'm doing. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, you know, obviously like 10, 15, 20 years ago, if I imagine myself at 35 where I'd be, oh, fuck. it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. And, and granted, I know that like, this is all like, Pan, it's you know, relative COVID, like yeah it's, it's pandemic like right. this isn't my fault but at the same time i'm in my parents basement i'm broke i have student loan debt you know mm. like i'm not i'm not where i thought i would be i'm not where mm. i'd like to be and honest like in you know cvent was a good step in the right direction mm-hmm. but i really still don't have like that like where do I see myself in five, 10, 15 years figured out? I don't know what industry I want to be in necessarily. Yeah. I don't know what role I want to be in. Do I want to mm-hmm. like continue doing management roles? Mm-hmm. Do I want to like divert and do something completely different? I have no fucking idea. And that is terrifying. That uh, is terrifying. Like I don't, you know, it's like, I don't have like a, a forged, like, yeah, you know, path forward. I'm like, ah, uh, and like, well, it's awesome to be like, have the opportunity to be like, Oh, I could go, I could go to this city or that city and I could go do this role or that role. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cool to have the opportunity that is also like paralyzing at the same time. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, yeah, cause and I don't even, I don't even know where to get started. You can't predict anything cause you can't plan cause you don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this fucking virus. So you're like, I would go to Chicago, but you don't know what the fuck's going to happen when you go to move or whatever. Right. You know, it's like that unknown quantity. So like I would so look, I'm gonna be real as shit too. Like this is like this is my show. I'm gonna own everything I fucking talk about. Right, right. But look, dude, like as you should. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. That's why I have fucking have <laughs> like, no one's my boss. I'm my own boss, so fuck that shit. So like with with me, like with my own my own history, like I went through a similar situation when I was younger, like in college, out of college, like I thought that I knew coming into college that like shit was going to be kind of figured out for me by the time I left. And when I was in college, like the last like one or two years, I just like was there and was going through like a really fucking tough time, like trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? Like what, what the fuck am I doing here? 
working mm. towards this degree. What am I going to do when I graduate? Where am I going to work? How am I going to make my way? I want to fucking move into my own place. I want to do this and the other. And it just seemed like there was no, everything was just like gray. There was no guarantee of anything. And the only thing I had was my folks place and like the ability to like hang out with my friends on weekends. That was it. That's all I had, Bobby. Like I'm telling you, like it was like, I, I came home from work and I, like my boys were there. We go hang out. Bobby's pouring out some tequila. I fuck with yep, that I am. I am. I'm glad you, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, boy. So like, <laughs> Trying to re-up a little bit. Yeah, boy. I'm listening. <laughs> no, look, like I, I went to the same shit and like, you don't want to fucking like, it's hard to admit that because it's like, look, tough times are fucking hard to go through, bro. Like I went yeah. through, I went through everything you're going through at different points. So like I went through points where I didn't have my future plan and I was stressed the fuck out. I was living with my folks and I was like miserable. And then I've also been through unemployment. I've been through both. And both times were like the only thing that got me through either one of those times was like the unemployment was like a different situation. But the only thing that got me out of my like my folks place was just to be like, look, I fucking hate it. I, r- I wrote down everything about my life that I fucking didn't like. And I wrote it from the perspective of someone that was judging me. So I'm like, I wrote down shit like, oh, like you haven't moved out of your parents' place. What are you still doing there? Or like, oh, you like, right. it's like, oh. You want to do? You want to get this degree? That degree? Like, what's that gonna do for you? Like, well, it's like I wrote down that shit because I wanted to know. Like, I wanted the perspective on myself to be like, look, like I can't just ignore the things that are bothering me because I know that what I want is better than what I have. I wrote that shit down, and I just broke down every like every day was like, how am I gonna get closer to this goal? How am I gonna get closer to this? Get closer to that? Mm-hmm. And I broke that shit down. And like over over like months and months and months, I just like went through every single little part of my life that I had to break through. And here's what I have to say about like why I think for you like your situation fucking sucks, but you have a way out of it is that there are only certain industries that are like like taken out from COVID. Not every industry has gotten like flattened out and gotten screwed up. Mm. It just so happens that you were in the wrong place at the, at the wrong, at the right place at the wrong time. It's not that like your qualifications or what you do for work, like, like, like takes you out of the competition for working in somewhere other, like another place or like in another industry. It's just that literally you were in an industry that was like most affected by COVID. So like right. a, under any other circumstances, you'd still be working for CVent. But yeah. with this situation, you got taken out. So like, and, and, and look, like the job market is also a fucking mess. I'm not going to say like it's just mm-hmm. a thing. You just apply, dude. Like, no, I know you're applying every day, all day. You're applying to fucking 20 to 50 places a day and you still can't find it. Like, I trust me. I know. Eh, that's like, an exaggeration. Dude, that shit but. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like one or two, you know, whatever. One or two in the last month. Whatever. <laughs> just look out, see what's out there. But like I've are, been horrible about applying to jobs since I've been home. Dude, you need to get on that shit. You definitely get on I, that. I do, I do. But but to my to my point earlier, it's like I need to I need to step back a little bit and kind of figure out Analyze. now that I have now that I have this op, like this opportunity to just kind of reassess. I need to figure out what the the right next step is because mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people in my position are like, oh shit, you're unemployed. Like you need to make money, like just take, take the next, the next thing that, that, you know, apply to everything and anything and just take it just to take, just to make money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I've bounced around to a couple different jobs and I don't, I want to be more calculated. I don't want to just jump into the next thing just to, to make some money. Cause like, I don't want to end up in the same place five, four years from now. 
That makes um, sense. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be somewhere four years and be like, oh shit, four, four years went by. I didn't like this job, but I took it because it was available to me at that time. And, but it wasn't right necessarily. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, sooner or later, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start, start doing something. Yeah. But at the same time, I can kind of, I don't know, like try to kind of figure out what that right next step is so that, you know, I kind of am leading myself on the right path. Cause I mean, I get like, you know, I, the tough thing about this situation is, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because, you know, I have, I have good work experience, but you get, dude, it's so easy to get pigeonholed and it's so oh, easy for me. like, oh, it doesn't it, like, you can you're have a good me, name man. on your resume, yep. but like, dude, someone sees the last thing you did on your resume and, and they're like, like, oh, they they're can like, do that. that's, that's, that's all you can do or like that's your career mm-hmm. path and you're like mm-hmm. what about all the people so this would be a great topic maybe for another one of your shows yeah yeah it's like what about all the people that's like okay you have all the people that are like yes this is what i want to do and i'm going to go for it i'm going to get all the right internships and i'm going to choose the right major and i'm like you know you have your like nice little like path up to like you know you you get to the company you want to work for but it's mm-hmm. like what about what about the people that are like I think I might want to try this and you try it and it's like, okay, it's fine, but it's not for you. And you want to switch and do something else. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like you do that a couple of th- And then like people just want to, people want to like look at your resume or they want to say like, Oh, you don't, you're like, you're switching again. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, you no. can't do that. Oh, like yeah, your resume says, your resume says that this is what you did before. So like, Oh, like you talk to recruiters and they're like, I see that you did federal consulting. Uh-huh. So how about uh, a job Mid- at KPMG? Exactly, I'm like, dude, yeah. I yeah. left PwC for a reason. I don't want to leave PwC to go to KPMG. Yep. Like KPMG is a great company. I don't want to go like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yep. But you get like forced in and like, that's, that's the most terrifying thing, dude. Is like, like, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that, um, they, they, think they know what they want to do or they they don't really know what they want to do but they try a couple things Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily work out but then they're like kind of stuck because that's what your job experience is yeah and when you're applying for jobs it's like you read a job description and it's like we're looking for people with this skill set they have this number of years of experience in this industry and you're like oh shit i don't have that or like the only jobs that i'm qualified for are the ones that I was already doing before. Oh yeah, exactly. You have to like take a and pay cut like, or drop it's down. It's like, what are you supposed to do? So it's like, yeah. oh my God, like why? I don't know. I'm just like, that's where I'm at at that crossroads of my life. And yeah. luckily I'm 35 and I'm not 55. Right. Yeah. You have a little but, bit of time left to like figure but that out. Like, but like, you know, I, I taught in, you know, again, for complete transparency for, I'm, I'm an open book. Like I've been talking to, like a professional, like career coach. And I've been talking to a therapist and it's just like, it's better to like, know, like figure these things out now. And like, there are a lot of people that are just like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I've done. I need to make money. Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. they just, they just Just kind of settle. Suck it up and they deal with it. And, and that's fine. But there are a lot of people that are just like, and like, I guess, you know, it's like if you can, there's a little bit of psychology involved in that too. It's like if you can kind of get yourself to 
just like enjoy what you're doing, then yes, you can find happiness in in anything. Mm -hmm. But like, if you hold yourself to like a different standard of like, you know, I'm, I've tried this, I've tried that. It hasn't worked out. I want to try something else. Yeah. It's going to be a tougher road. It's going to be, you might have to like take a step back a little bit. Mm -hmm. You might have to, you know, start over. You might have to like do some extra work in the evenings mm -hmm. to learn a different skill. Mm -hmm. But yep. Yep. I'm like, for me, I want to find something that I enjoy doing. I'm good at, I'm confident at, like, I feel good about, you know, the people that I work with, what I'm doing at the end of the day. And like, for me right now, like jumping into just like another job, just for the sake of having another job. Mm -hmm. If it's not, you know, going to be something that's a good fit for me. I'm just like, ah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to yeah. pass. Yeah. That's a, that's the weird place that you are. Cause you're like, you have like, like three years, four years on me. And like, I know for me with my career, I'm reaching that point too, where it's like, over the next two or three years, like I'm either going to be management or another, like a PM or something. Like I have to go one of two ways. There's no other way outside of it. And I'm, I'm like you dude. where like, I know that I can do those things. I can suck it up and just deal with it make the money. Like, like just like dial it in. Like, you know what? I'm here yep. for the job, yep. here for the paycheck, whatever. But I'm also like, Dude, you're, you're like, you're, we have the same energy where it's like, I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to do, right. I don't want to spend 40 plus, honestly, I, like in consulting, like you spend like 50 during like, like when shit's intense, like 50, 60 hours a week doing whatever the fuck is going on. And you just have to do it because, you know, the salary requires it, your company requires it, your career requires it. If you don't, if you're not moving up, then it move you sideways and kind of get rid of you. It's like, it's just right. a weird, it's a weird dynamic. And, and like, obviously one thing I, I do, I do want to say too, to qualify all this, this shit we're talking about is we couldn't be more DC if we wanted to be, bro. This, <laughs> is, this is such a DC conversation to have. Like we have, we're I like, know. think about career and like, Oh, I'm like getting to a certain age and I have to make sure like if, objectively right bobby if we talked about yeah. how much we made at our jobs like back when you were at cvm like what i make now people would be like oh my god like you're in a great place how could you be complaining but like but until you're in it until you see what it forces you to become to make it happen yeah like you don't get it because you think it's just money like money is only part of right. it like honestly like you and i know like you can blow all the money you got in a night if you really are trying to like you yeah. <laughs> all the money you got could be gone like that if you're trying to spend it and so it doesn't matter how much your salary is worth. Like you could make a quarter of a million dollars a year. You can find a way to spend all that shit, all that money, mm -hmm. shit, you know? So like my thing is if I'm going to spend my time, if I want to spend my energy building towards something or doing anything, I want it to be mine to own. A lot of what it is is like yeah. our jobs make us put our time to someone else to reap the benefits of the majority of the time yeah. we put in. And that, dude, like, I understand that that's necessary, but that drives me nuts because I know, right. I know I'm smart. I know I look, I know I'm fucking short, like short. I know I'm smart and I know I'm hardworking. Yeah. I know I'm good at what I do to know that I don't reap the benefits of the majority of the shit that I'm good at drives me nuts. So right. dude, honestly, like I'm just doing what I can to build anything outside of work. Like this podcast is like just the beginning of that idea. But I know that if I don't build towards something with my time, it's mm -hmm. just it's just gonna be gone. Like it's gonna be someone else's right, time. Right. It's just gonna be gone. And right. And like that idea just drives me nuts. Like, it, it, like no. yeah, man. I mean, you make you make a lot of good points. I mean, I mean, for for a lot of people, unfortunately, like a lot of us 
just have to work to make a living and like yep. we have to find happiness outside of work yep. through our hobbies, through our relationships, family, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, whatever. And, you know, and that's like, it's kind of what I've done, you know, in my entire career so far, I haven't particularly loved any job that I've been in. Like I get fulfillment in the things outside of my work, but I'm still striving towards mm-hmm. finding something that, you know, really brings me fulfillment. Yeah. I think my, my struggle is I'm like trying to pinpoint what like that, that passion or like whether it's like an industry or a cause or a role or something Mm. is, but I mean, you know, I think, I think we're kind of on the same level of like, we want our, our life's work to have like a little bit more, more meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's just personal meaning, like any kind of meaning, you know, if it matters to me, but no one else, I still, I still love it. You know, I could, anything like that would be great. Like, I mean, I, I get the whole, to your point, it's just like, yes, you have to, you know, you have to, like, you're not, you're not necessarily going to get your dream job right off the bat. You mm-hmm. kind of have to learn the ropes and you have to like, you know, do your time, like, you know, in the shitty, in the shitty roles, doing like the, the tasks that no one really wants to do mm-hmm. to work up to, you know, the job that like, you know, you're not just going to get no, like, <laughs> There are very few people that are just like handed their dream job on a silver platter. Um, it doesn't you know, we're not, often. we're not, we're not all, we're not all, we're not all Jared Kushner. We're not all Donald Trump. Yeah. You don't just get like a shit ton of money or like you don't, you know, most people aren't like born into a wealthy family that, you know, has, a, you know, fucking. Or like a well-connected family, whatever. Yeah. Like, like for most people, it's like, yeah, you, you bust your ass. You start at the ground level, you work your way up. But at the same time, it's like if you're not in, if you're not doing something that you really, really care about, it's hard to really feel like you're working towards something that has meaning. It happens to all of us. We, some people are able to like we, either we don't talk about it or we talk to our therapists about it. You know, it's like yeah. I think everybody deals with the same. Because like, look, dude, I tell you, Bobby, I'm telling you, man, like day in day out one of the few things in my life that like i've tried to do the most of is like figure out a way that i can either introduce a hobby or some kind of something that i can build to just get the fuck away from the nine to five because this shit is right it never stops dude i make dude dude it's 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 draining it's stressful and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if that's how it's always been or if that's just like how i don't know if it's getting more I'm sure it has been, but like, dude, nine I feel to like five's... it's getting, but it's getting, but I, like, I could be wrong. Yeah. And this is not like scientifically backed at all, but I feel like jobs are getting more stressful because they're more competitive. Mm-hmm. You're expected to do more work. Yeah. In like, less time. You're always working against people who are working a little bit harder than little, you and they're doing the bit. little bit extra. Like, yeah, a little bit and it's earlier. like, if you're the guy, yeah. if you're the guy that just like wants to fucking like, at the end of the day, just shut your email down and go home to your girlfriend and open up a glass, of, like bottle of wine. Out, get away from it. It's like you look, but bad. like then, look bad, but then your like, coworkers they're like, ah, like I was working all evening putting together this like proposal for whatever. Like, you're just like, are you fucking kidding me, yeah, dude? Like, like, I don't want, like, I don't want to do. It. If I have to do it, I'll do it. I will, right. do it. I remember one dude, Bobby. The shit that told me a lot about how this works is for me anyway. One day, I was, I was at Accenture when I used to work for them. I spent 24 straight hours working on a fucking RFI. 
I didn't stop working yeah. until four in the morning. And I like stayed up and just went to work the next day and we like finished the shit all day. I didn't take a minute away from yeah. work the whole day. And I'm like, look, if I can do that and get shit done, I know like my value. Yeah. But it doesn't reward it. Like it, it's like even even though I did that, like I got it when people people were like, right. oh, he's great, he's cool, whatever. But like, do I did my paycheck bump up? No. You know, right. I still had to wait another six months for a promotion. I'm like, it's like fuck out of here. I can leave and get like whatever like money I didn't get here and like leave. Like it's just right. it's a thing where the time you put in doesn't reward you for the amount of effort you put out. Like so. No, I, I, I agree with you on that point. I might actually counter you on this. Though. Okay. Oh, oh. Like, honestly, like, if you have, like, if you have to do that every once in a while, like, like, fucking do it. Yeah. And, like, don't necessarily expect, like, every, everything, you like, do, yeah. full fucking, like, weekend of work that you have to put in to necessarily result mm. in, like praise or a raise or it's like um no i i get you and i'm not i don't i don't mean to like demean your point no, but no, like no. yeah make your point dude dude yeah the 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 days were like i mean i've you know i was in consulting before i worked on some rps where like i was literally up all night writing writing like technical sections of an rfp response mm -hmm. for the department of transportation mm -hmm of shit that I had no background or no knowledge of shit that I had no idea what I was talking about. Yep. I was scrounging like scientific articles in the internet for shit and like other like RFPs that were written before me to like figure out what to fucking put into this thing. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was miserable. And like, I, I get that like, but, but, but there's to your point, there's a point that's cross a line that's crossed when it's like, Okay, if you do that, like if you're in your 20s and you're, you're first starting out in a job yeah. and you have to fucking do some things in order it. to like move up, do it. Don't expect, don't no one's expect, gonna recognize like, it. Right. Yeah. You just have to do your time. But you get to a point where you've done enough of that shit. And I think that's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And like now, you and me, if we're, if we're expected to do that shit now mm -hmm. and we're still not feeling like we're, getting the respect for the work that we're doing or the amount of time that we're putting in yeah. that that's where I think there's an issue. It's like, I fucking did that when I was in my twenties and like, you know, I know it's not going to be an easy road trying to like, you know, you have to bust your ass if you want to be successful in whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like whether you're running your own business or, um, you know, working for a company or whatever, like, there's going to be, there's going to be some sleepless nights. There's going to be some no challenges that exactly. you have to overcome. There's going to be some shit that you don't want to do, but you, you have to do just because life isn't fucking easy mm -hmm. at the same time. It's a grind. You got to grind. If you're, yeah, you got to grind. But if I'm going to grind, I want to fucking like, I want to like, at least like feel like it matters. Like right. it matters. When I was grinding, when I was grinding at PWC, I didn't care. I didn't care what I was grinding for. And yeah. I didn't care who I was grinding, like for whom I was grinding. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, there was no, I had no connection to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It like, just was like, going it's just forward, time going away. I'm just cool gone. with working hard. Yeah. I'm cool with busting my ass, but like, yep. dude, LeVar, I would rather spend, I would rather be up all night for an entire weekend working on a project with you to do something. Yep. 
and something that we are both and interested we wanted in to, like, than like out. writing a yep. proposal for some asshole management director at PwC Dude. who's going to get like a couple yeah. million dollar yeah, proposal for, that. for a project that yep. I wasn't even going to work on. Yep. 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 So that's, that's an RFP for it. Yep. Yep. But at least both of us have the experience of doing that. Right. We had, we understand the value of that hard work. I think right. just like the organization, the way organizations work nowadays is the people at the very top reap the majority of the benefit of the people below them. But if you work for yourself, it's more of like, you're like right there with the work you're putting in. And that's what I think right. we both are like at a point where we're like, look, I know my value. Like, you know your value. I know my value. Like, I know that if I need, like, really want to do anything, Bobby, like, I'll be up till four in the morning on my own shit without yeah, even thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. You know what I mean? But ha- setting up the structure to be able to do that is the hard part. And so yeah, yeah. I'm doing everything I can to figure out how to fuck to do this, dude. This podcast is just like one part. Like, Dude, this is a great start, man. This it's is a great start. It's something, man. Like, it's something. Dude, it's step one. It's step one. <laughs> it's like the ground. It's like getting it off the ground, right? It's like something, right? Like, I got to go from zero to one. Like, I went from zero to Dude, one. This every, is one. everything like, starts somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to point. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, one of my favorite, like, look at how Twitter started. It, like, literally was nothing. It yeah. took, like, a decade <laughs> like it wasn't meant to be anything. It was just like an idea that some that Jack Dorsey had at yep. the time. And most, you know, uh, not, most not to say not to say that everyone's ideas turn into fucking Twitter. Well, yeah, obviously. right. Yeah, it's, obviously. It's a unicorn kind of thing. But, but you have to you have to put in the work regardless. Right. Right. You know? I mean, at one point, you know, Joe Rogan did his very first podcast. It was just like a stoner podcast. There was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing to that show. It was right. it was just like guys talking to their webcams getting right. baked and just talking about right. fighting and shit, just random shit. And then um, like So you got you, you yeah, you gotta you gotta start you gotta start somewhere. And most people don't have they they think about it and they talk about it and they say they wanna do it for you know for so long, mm-hmm. but they don't actually do it. So the fact that you're actually doing this is huge. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that, man. This is uh yeah. I uh I don't know what took me so goddamn long, that's all I that's all I have to say about Dude, it. Dude, it's, it's normal, man. <laughs> it took me forever to do this damn thing. But it was like all ready to go. I think what it was, you know what actually tipped me over for this? I'll be completely straight. Like, and this is, you're going to laugh, dude. So I uh, I showed you, we, we that one time I went to, went to dinner with you and like the, the roommates and Andrew that one time, right? We all yeah. went to that place. I forgot the name of it. We were like out back, like sitting outside. And I was showing right. you like the stuff I bought off Fiverr and like you like reacted to one of the pictures that I didn't even think twice about. Like, oh, dude, that's nice. I'm like, what? Like, what? All right, cool. <laughs> like, dude, like after you did that, like I was, I was gonna, dude, Bobby, I was gonna wait and pay this guy to like make this like two hundred dollar like mural of me for the fucking show, and it took too much time. And I'm like, you know what? I just yeah. need to do this. I don't fucking care. Let's put it up there, dude. And it was one of those things where like, I trust your judgment, dude. Like I trust that you like that honest reaction was real. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just like, let's just let's just do it. Like. Let's stop Dude, waiting for the ideal situation. So, you know, yeah, you don't. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to be. You don't have to be perfect right off the bat. Right. Like you want to evolve over time. Like, see where things go. If you eventually want to get to that that mural, like, go for it. But yep, yep. I can. Yeah, um, it's always there. I, I, you know, whenever I want to do it, I can do it. But yeah. it's better to put in the work. And the one thing, like, I wanted Joe Rogan's like comments about his show and how he like got to where he is now he said that a lot of what it takes to be like successful at anything is just coming in and doing it every day like 
just putting in the work day in, day out, day in, day out, and just doing it. Right. And it's not necessarily like a thing where you just blow up out of nowhere. It's like, no, like your work ethic and the discipline you put in to make sure you all, you, like you put on yourself to make sure you do it is, is like the majority of what it takes to be successful. And Dude, that's another, that's another topic we can deep dive into another time. I'm writing notes, buddy. Um, <laughs> dude, absolutely. Um, we should absolutely talk about that. Cause that's something I think about all the time. It's just like, like every single day. I mean, just like work, even like when you don't want to do it, just fucking doing it, like getting up, yep. working out, mm-hmm. like, and, and, again, full transparency, like, you know, I've been super depressed the last like month and like getting yeah. up every single day and like just doing anything is difficult. Mm-hmm. But like even doing those small things, just like getting a workout in, like doing a few small things, mm-hmm. like, yep. you know, hanging out with my family, taking my dog for a walk, mm-hmm. like opening my emails, like doing a little bit, like, like I was, I forget who I was talking to earlier today. I was like, oh, I was talking to my, my sister, um, my older sister who mm-hmm. lives in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have this, I have this like huge daunting, like, you know, I have to figure out, I have to get a job. I have to figure out the next step in my life. That's a huge, huge fucking undertaking. Right. It is. Yeah. And, and I want to, and I want to wake up and like my, my mind just goes to how do I tackle this huge undertaking? And it's like, Dude, I gotta fucking break this down one by a time into bro. into smaller, more manageable pieces mm-hmm. and buckets. And it's like, even if I don't fucking figure it out today, what are the few things that I'm gonna do today to move in the right direction? Exactly, dude, you got it. I don't have to say anything else. So, <laughs> you got you got it, man. That <laughs> that's what that's that's all it's about, bro. And like like I'll say this too. One of the things we clicked on early on is depression. We fucking god depression bro like dude it's real man it's real (laughs) it sucks it's the worst because like depression's a thing where if you didn't have it you could just live your life you could just do things you wouldn't think about you don't even you don't even notice (laughs) there's no over analyzing there's no like overthinking there's no drowning in these negative thoughts it's just like I'm doing my thing. Just living your life, man. Like it's like you almost are in tune. It's like your feet your your feet are in your shoes when you're not depressed. When you're depressed, you're always thinking about the shoes being on your feet. It's like you're always yeah. aware of the circumstances that are around you versus just being in the moment. And like I think it like in a way like us going out and drinking is a way to kind of tune down that like that that voice and like it helps. It literally helps like socializing and being around friends like getting a couple drinks and you like that shit helps a lot to like not think so much, but it's also oh, a thing. Course. But like the only shit about that is unless like my thing is this, like unless we're turning that energy, that vibe, like us talking right now is turning that energy into something productive. Unless we're mm-hmm. doing that, it's just a waste. Like if we hit it off and we have a great time, we're fucking clicking. We're having a great time talking. Like we're doing shit. We're having a good time. If we can't turn that into something productive, then it's like, sure. It like helps us with our like social life and our mental life. But like, look at us now. We can't hang out. So like, how are we like turning that energy into something productive? Right fucking podcast bro like like, like there you go. record there that you go. shit you know get it out <laughs> there man it's like it, it's 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 just real like when you when you have to deal with depression you have to find ways to live with it or like put things in your life to get you out of the mindset of being depressed and 
good friends, like good times. That That is what helps us get through it. And COVID has made it so fucked up that it's added to people's depression yeah. and then it like removed the ability to get rid of it. And it's right. made it this double-edged like fucking pressure cooker for just awful emotions and thoughts and time. Right. Like everything is tense. Everything is tight. And like, if look, if, if I have nothing else to admit like or say that I'm going to do during COVID, dude, it's that I'm going to do everything I can to turn this into something. Like, it's just so fucked up. I have to do something with it. Like, the time Dude, is so tough. I man. mean, use use that motivation, and I think you're I think you're doing the right thing. Like, getting this thing started. Yeah. Um, dude, having that fire under you, just like, do it. Whatever it's pushing you to do. Yeah. I mean, getting this off the ground it's an awesome first step and I hope you keep doing it. It's fun. Bro. I hope I'll be a part of many more for sure, man. You, you know, man, you know, man, uh, there's, there's no, there's no reason for me not to bring you on, buddy. Like it's, uh, right now with everything going on, it's like, I need to be reminded of like what my life was before it, because it's easy to just think about what's ahead of you and not think about like what you're bringing and like, dude our friendship yeah. and like the whole vibe of garage street and just like all the friends like that shit's being put on pause and i like i need to do something to bring that energy back up so this is yeah, gonna man. be weekly like maybe it's not every week i put it out at the same time but like i'm definitely gonna put out something every week if it's just me talking like i gotta put something out so like anytime you you want to record man i'll hit you up like we can figure this thing out man dude i'm down keep it up man i mean honestly i mean we've been talking for what almost an hour, an hour and a half, half. yeah and bro. it's gone by it's gone by like nothing and honestly there's so much shit that we touched on yeah. that we could go deeper into that yeah. we didn't even that we didn't even address oh yeah i mean there are so many so many topics about different things that that we could you know discuss that we just barely touched the surface on yeah so. man i've got some notes i've got a couple notes you know i got a couple things down here um, there you go man you let's, know. let's make it happen let's make, make it, it happen, happen. man let's, let's figure out a time we can do this again and i'll uh i'll keep this thing going it's necessary right now dude dude good for good for you for getting this started i know you've been talking about it for a while obviously getting over that hump of like actually hitting the record button and publishing it <laughs> is like a huge is a huge obstacle it's a huge obstacle yeah and i mean th- I, like i think everyone can relate to that right like everyone has Everyone at any point in their lives during the day, they're like, oh man, I wish I would, I wish I would like exercise more. I wish I would sleep better mm-hmm. or I wish I would read more books. Mm-hmm. It's like, we all have these things that like we want to do and we have a better version of ourselves in our mind, but we don't actually do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it on so many levels, but like, I know you've been like talking about this podcast and it's like, Dude, you've talked about it, and now you're actually putting it into action. And for that, I commend you. I appreciate it, man. So, I appreciate so it a lot. Good on, good on you for getting this going. I appreciate you for having me as a guest. Oh, for sure, I will man. absolutely be back. Um, uh, these conversations are uh, obviously – obviously, we always have great conversations – Regardless, regardless, regardless dude, you had tequila, a couple of white claws. You never know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I know the, the the booze definitely definitely helps. It definitely I've, does, man. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm a little buzzed. Oh but. yeah, dude, I'm gonna sleep, I'm gonna sleep good tonight, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna pass right. I'm gonna eat <laughs> some chicken fingers. Fucking pass the fuck out, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. 
Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. But no, it's been straight, man. Let's um let's figure out the next uh, podcast and like like do this again, man. Absolutely. I mean, obviously having having like a regular, you know, obviously during these through these hard times, especially during the winter that's coming up. Oh yeah, I know, dude. We're gonna we're gonna have to figure shit out. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to make oh. this a thing because uh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. This will this will be good on for on multiple levels. So definitely, definitely. Awesome, right, man. Buddy. Awesome, man. I'm gonna good stop. Good talking uh, to you. Thank yeah. you for having me on. No problem, man. Anytime, bro. Anytime. Take care, boy. All right. Talk to you soon, man. Yeah.